Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. August 9th, 2009, VGN Radio presents Midwest Wasteland, with your hosts, Kevin Baird, Brian Baird, and Larry Mack. Tonight's topic, housing. Alright, so uh, before we start the show, I just wanted to make a couple of little small show notes. Um, Video Game News Radio, which is the sister show of this show, um, All Games is going to be putting together a new schedule, and I've mentioned this before, and we have to... um, uh, we're going to start broadcasting on the All Games Network at some point once uh, those guys get a hold of me more often than once every six months. And uh, uh, we're in order to do that, we're going to start doing a uh, weekly video game news radio show again. Uh, however, um, the I don't want to upset the current balance because I think we got what we got going on is really good with the uh, VGN on one Sunday and Midwest Wasteland on another. So um, we're going to have a second, you know, uh, whenever Midwest Wasteland's on, uh, the following Monday uh, will be a video game news radio show. And I'm going to be heading it up, and um, if any of the other guys are available, they're welcome to join the show. What is this? It'll be Mondays after Midwest Wasteland. So you don't got to worry about it, Brian, because you'll be driving around. I'm in town. So, So, you know, but you might have a holiday or something. So um, Anderson says he's in. Larry's always, you know. Whatever. If I can do it, I'll be in. And Seas uh, <laughs> C- has some weird business now where he has to take one day off a week and work a weekend day. So who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, we might get Jedi involved in it too and uh, just kind of do a, um, uh, you know, just another video game show during the week. Uh, just be a little bit of different, you know, mix up of guests and hosts and all that kind of thing. Uh, there'll be more announcements on that if, when all games actually, you know, gets a hold of me and gets that in. And uh, started up. I'm, I'm thinking about also putting together a show uh, for myself because um, Kevin Baird show. Kind of, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, it'll only be an hour long. It'll be between like eight and it'll be between eight and nine on those Mondays because Anderson wants to start the shows at around nine so he can get his kids in bed and everything. So uh, in order to make that more possible for him, we um, will. The show will be about mocking the other people that aren't on the show. It'll just be a show <laughs> where I talk about technology a little bit and uh, anything. About else. what technology? You know, well, psychology. Things, I, Jesus. things I'm involved in, little politics, <laughs> little video games, whatever. The, the stuff he tries to bring up here that's always over our heads, so we just get all quiet. Just what? gets murdered, and then I'll have guests on and things like that. Um, also, I was on Akuma show uh, this week, uh, so if you want to check it out, I was a guest on the show. It's at uh, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mytakeradio. 
And uh, you can listen to the latest show. I forget, I think it's like number five or something like that. It's the latest one, but in case you're listening to this late, I think it's like the fifth show. And uh, we talk about video games on it. Uh, There's some guests as well. Jedi's on there. Uh, DJ Hoot showed up. Um, This guy, I forgot his name already, um, was on there as well. And um, it was a good show. It was a good time. Uh, He runs a pretty good show. So uh, check it out. If you get bored, uh, you can, you know, give it a listen. All right, so on with the show. Uh, oh, anyway, um, Don Cease is not going to join us tonight. He always misses the shows that are most relevant to him. So uh, he's going to miss this one again. Uh, he's at Cedar Point with his with his child, with his brood. So, uh, you know, we, whatever. And Anderson will be joining us once he gets the kids to bed, which right now I'm sure they're dancing around him laughing, you know. <laughs> Well, he's at the fucking first aid tent. Yeah, he's just laying there. <gasps> Get off me! Yeah. I know. So we'll hear from him in about an hour, and we'll ask him all the same questions over again. So <laughs> this episode is about housing. It's about housing and moving. And I think I have moved. I think I did a calculation. It was around fourteen, between fourteen and sixteen times in my life. I can't um, count. Uh, it's uh, too many. It's, uh, Without a doubt. Um, Larry, how many times have you moved? Do you know? Um, also too many, although, I don't know. I'd, uh, let's see. Yeah, not that many, but way too many. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, m- most of the time it's, it's not by choice. I think if I could just stay in one place for out! Any, length of, out! any length of time, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, so let's see. We'll start it off first. Larry, um... When when did you uh when how old were you when you first moved so we can get a timeline going here? The, the first time uh well I was zero uh when I first moved. Um I, I, I had my game. Yeah. I uh I moved out of my uh mother's oh. womb into a uh, trailer park when I was zero. No. Um my family moved when I was not quite three was my first move. I don't know if that counts as a move. Does that count as a move? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, if you remember anything about it. I mean, where did you, I, where did you, oh, okay. where did you move into a fucking trailer park? Were you a pod person? Where did you start off? I mean, where, where, <laughs> I started off in a trailer park. No, I mean, what city or whatever? In, in beautiful, sunny Chesterland, Ohio. I know where that is. You're right. It's very beautiful. Um, and, 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 and for those of you who don't know Chesterland, it's weird because there are no trailer parks in Chesterland. It's like all full of like way overpriced houses, and it's you know all the people who want to spend ridiculous amounts of jack to not have to deal with you know hillbillies and urban types. But there was this there was this one trailer park that had been there since it was out in the middle of nowhere, and because it was already zoned there or something, they couldn't force it to move, and that's where my parents lived when i was born and uh how could you have to move it'd be like a fucking gypsy camp (laughs) going down the street in their trailers um and we were about i was about two and a half not quite three uh and we moved over to the west side of cleveland and that's where i actually grew up okay in in the also beautiful metropolitan west park neighborhood of cleveland and how long were you there uh, I was there until I was about 15. Okay, all right. My so, uh, sophomore year in high school. Okay, we'll get back to that. So you lived in okay. a trailer park until then? No, until I was two and a half, and then we moved into a house in Cleveland. Oh, okay, I missed that part. Uh, all right, now, so Brian was born in Canada. Uh, and my dad 
our dad. Goddamn foreigners coming here taking our jet, taking our jobs. As far as I understand it, our Pop dad was living in Clawson, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit. It's on. Nope. Uh, not true. Not true. All right, Brian, go ahead. Okay. When I was born, we lived in we lived in Canada. We then we stayed there for four years, from what I understand. And there's pictures of me that mom has looking very bleached white, you know, because it's Canada. Right, that that is completely inside. not true. Because true. then I would be a Canadian citizen. <laughs> Duh. Okay, then it wasn't four years. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was even so close to four years. Dad, I actually talked to mom about this. Dad was down here. Mom couldn't get over the border. Mom was stuck okay. for a year. Mom as a relevant source of information. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's going to change two years from now. She'll be like, I never said that. She was there. He was down here working. And she couldn't come over the border. It's possible that they were up there for a couple of years or something when they had you, but I, don't, I doubt. I doubt Dad would want you to have been. It would have been harder to naturalize you and bring you over the border if you would have been four from Canada. Mom couldn't get in. Yeah, because she was born in a communist country, dude. That's why. Last okay. I checked, Canada wasn't. Yeah, your mom wasn't like, actually born in Canada. She wasn't born in a communist country. She was born in post World War II Germany. Come on. No, she was born in post-World War II Poland, and that part of Poland eventually became part of Czechoslovakia. Fucking, yeah, she was born in Czechoslovakia. Which, at now, <laughs> at that <laughs> point, later on, country. before the fucking Iron Curtain came down, was communist. All right. It's just because she was born there. Doesn't, Look, man, I'm not... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> taking your skin off. <laughs> All right, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Canada, you don't even remember any of it. Neither do I. I remember everything. You lie. <laughs> I remember how it started. And I um, yesterday. I remember the first war. I just how remember. This guy burned. What they told me. I was born in Detroit. You were created in Detroit. We were 14 miles. The way Detroit is, they freaking number Dad the roads. Came home with a fucking erector set. By how many Lego. miles away from the city is. So, you know, Eminem had 8 mile. Well, he was near 8 mile. We live near 14 mile. And uh, Clausen was basically a bunch of Irish. and uh, True. We lived, Hillbillies. Um, a lot of hillbillies, man. We had we lived next to the McLeods and the Wolfs and uh, some <laughs> others. Battle. Yeah, it was okay. weird. And um, we lived in this house that uh, that my dad built. No, uh, it had like a yeah. it was bare hands. It had like this dirt basement type of thing where our mom had like a dirt basement. Well, it had that cubby hole, remember? Which was like all carved. Oh, it was out. all concrete, dude. It was nothing dirt. It was just, that place was really creepy. That was like a dirt hole where her shelves were with Might everything. Well a dirt hole. Oh, this is fucking. It was all concrete, dude. I don't remember being concrete. I remember that. I remember the. Bo- I remember the basement being concrete. Yes, I'm talking about that hole she had behind the curtain where she kept the still and all that when she was making wine. I swear that yeah. was, I swear that was like a dirt hole in there that like they caught, dude it they looked like a dungeon because you go in there she'd put fucking shit in there to cure like vegetables and then she just never wanted to deal with them so like <laughs> you go in there and it would, they'd like, grow feet and come out yeah dude every yeah because it would get all spiny with like age and you'd swear you see like an eye staring back at you out of one of the jars I mean it was just like one time there was like a tornado coming through the area and we all went down in there because I mean it was it was fucking intense right because we thought well, this is the end and uh, fucking. <laughs> We had, we're going to go hide in here surrounded by glass jars filled with fucking liquid that has held these objects for like 10 years. You know, so if we do get hit by a tornado, we're just going to die right away from plague. Or whatever the fuck else is in that thing, man. It was creepy down there. Kevin? Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having a beverage? Is it tasty? Clear in my throat. So, anyway, folks, I don't quite remember this because I was I was a retarded little nothing at the time 
Ryan was three and a half years older than me, so he has a better memory of Colossus than I do. But um, it was impressive. I remember that. Uh, it was a three. You know, if you include the basement, essentially three floors. It was an up, and then there was an attic. So I guess you know whatever. So um, you know, we had your typical. It was one of those houses all made out of wood. Everything creaked. Wood stairs. You know, okay. um, we had a uh, bedroom up in the top, and um, uh, then there was also our, our grandmother lived with us for a while, who Brian hated. She hated me. And <laughs> I had to fucking defend myself. Okay? I had no choice. And uh, she she had a room on the first floor. Parents and the kids were upstairs, and there yeah, was this we room the on the first floor. Room. And anyway, um, eventually, uh, you know, she died, and then um, our parents got divorced. And, and for a little while, Brian had the room downstairs. And I had the scary-ass fucking room upstairs with a haunted exist. attic. And... Uh, it was all right living there, but um, no. it, it, it was no. It was it was a good neighborhood. We never had any problems. The kids were cool. Um, it was a I would say it was a harder neighborhood than the than the suburbs that we eventually moved into. Um, kids really weren't afraid of getting into fights there. Um, Brian can tell you, and um, it was. Uh, I didn't fight. I got beat. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm crying. We had to walk a pretty fair distance to the school. There, there used to be an elementary school that Brian went to called uh, Baker. Yeah, Baker Beavers. I even you had a T-shirt and shit. So Baker Beavers, and they're like, "We're closing this down." Yeah, they closed the school down, and I'll tell you what happened. This happened all over the country. Lots of elementary schools all over the place because of the baby boomers and uh, the baby boom. And baby once boomers, the baby, you're out of here. Once the baby booms. You know, population dwindled. A lot of schools consolidated. Same thing happened here in Ohio. So they closed down a lot of schools and consolidate. So I actually went to Baker for kindergarten, and then they closed it. And then they said, "Well, now you got to walk to Shalm." And Shalm was uh, a fairly, you know, few more blocks. Baker was different. a madhouse. I fucking it was. We had a substitute crazy. teacher in my fourth grade year. And uh, it was like nobody listened to her. Like me and my one friend Kenny were like running around the halls playing tag. It was fucking middle of the goddamn school year, and I still, I still somehow got passed. That was fourth grade, third grade. I actually got dragged down to the principal's office by my teacher because I fucking hated her, and she I was just like she's all being mean to me, and I was like definitely afraid. I went to principal's office. I'm like she had to like drag me, and I was there screaming, "No, no, 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 no!" Fucking kids were all laughing and shit. It was embarrassing. She was being mean. You got that note. From the uh, the school oh. about smushing the apple, that was from a substitute hippie teacher. <laughs> I still got that man. She she fucking wrote my mom saying that there's people starving in Africa. She's like, well, if she's that concerned. Why don't she just box it up and send it to them? And all right, sorry, would, I'm gonna, I was getting asked questions. Are you up to, man? I'm, I'm God getting, damn it! I'm alright. I'm done. I'm done. All right, come on, damn it! Get on all the right. ball, Kevin. So, uh, fucking around. Show's running long. It's not about schools anyway. So. Plenty. We lived there for a while. Our dad got married to this woman, Ugh. who we talk too often, and uh, talk about often on this show. And I was about, uh, let's see, it was about 1980, so I was about eight. And uh, Brian was, what What were you in, like seventh grade? Eighth, I was going into eighth. Going into eighth. Gets married to this woman. She lives over in Troy, and they had a, they had a pretty cool house. They had a big backyard. There was a stream going through the back of their yard. Um, they like an like an entire like acre of their own shit. You know they had they they had like a um, bunch of cars in their driveway and stuff. And you know it was kind of cool because Brian and I, you know, 
my dad, he, he was constantly like out bowling and doing stuff, you know, because he was still fairly young at the time. And Brian and I spent a lot of time home alone. So it was neat at, at first uh, to um, go over their house and spend the night and everything and hang out with all these different kids and stuff. Um, but we didn't really, you know, think that this was going to be something that we would do for forever, you know. Um, yeah. We wanted he, to go he home. He saw a couple of people, but we really didn't get to know them. And we were kind of hoping that this wasn't going to. And, uh, you know, so they say, oh, we're going to get married and everything. And we're like, all right, fuck, you know. So I was about eight years old. What the hell am I going to say? You know, whatever. Um, now, during this time, just so everybody's clear, uh, Brian and I would still go out to see our mother out in California um, during summers for like two months out of the year. And she lived originally in uh, Inglewood, California, Los Angeles out there. And uh, it's not a good neighborhood. Um <laughs> Not that we ever had any problems. She had some problems. We didn't have any problems. I would play on the. I would actually we go children. out, you know, and play with the kids in the street. Children uh, were still off limits. We would play ball and stuff. And I never paid it no mind that I was the only white kid with eight black kids playing ball. I mean, I just never really, it never really. Didn't, it didn't occur to us. No, to about shit. we were never really like that. Like, just didn't didn't make a difference to us. Um, but you know, probably was weird for other people. So. Um, <laughs> You know, or, you know, my dad might have heard about it or something, and, you know, maybe, because my dad was like, he wasn't racist, but he, he kept his opinions to himself in most cases, unless something really set him off, so, you know, you never, we never really grew up with any kind, I know a lot of kids grew up with parents and things that are, like, you know, way over the top, and our dad really wasn't like that, um, so, we never really were exposed to anything, and so you didn't know any better, you know, like, I say any better, but you didn't really know, um, you didn't know any... You didn't know you were supposed to be scared to death, right? I mean, yeah. you, you just didn't know anything it's about it. It just pocket. was normal to me. I didn't. I mean, my mom lived there. She lived in Inglewood. You know, she's a crazy German woman, and she didn't know any better. You know that the, probably not the best neighborhood for her to be in. You know, and she got people trying to break into her house and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that's a race thing. I'm just saying it's a at the time it's low income area, and she probably shouldn't have been there. But anyway, um, then. She moved to Westchester, California, which is right next to the freaking airport, where you could yeah, literally. Planes are always landing on top of the roof. Yeah, I mean, you could literally see the planes flying over all the time. It was just ridiculous. Um, so anyhow, about eight years old at this point, and uh, they get married, and then our dad, who worked for a company, um, Occidental Petroleum or something, um, was like, "Hey, I'm. We're gonna. You know, it's a good job." And he's like, "We're gonna move to Michigan. They're transferring me, and we're or, or Ohio, and they're transferring me." And we're like, "All right, cool. You know, whatever." No, we weren't all right. Cool. That sucked. No <laughs> hockey team. Well, according to Kevin, you're like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." Listen, Brian. Oh. Let's not forget. Oh, no, it was bullshit. We fucking immediately hated it. Let's okay? not forget who you were at the time. All right, you were GI Joe at the time. You weren't about hockey. You were it's about because Army. I was a retarded kid. Yeah, not you, mean you I wore the, the fucking green military cap, and you fucking didn't care about sports. You wanted to drive a tank, and I mean, come on. Yeah, you wanted to drive a tank, tank, so you joined the Navy. Don't this act all hard. A huge difference between when I was wanting to do stuff then and later in life. Dude. He was in the Civil Air Patrol, remember? So oh, yeah. he was, was completely a military kid. Very gay. <laughs> Played war all the fucking time. You know? That's right. So. Got a thunder. We and came over. We looked at this house. It's a giant fucking house. Uh, uh, it was on Luann in North Olmsted. It was a colonial. Two floors include the basement. And it had, what, five bedrooms? 
And, it was big um, as fuck. Yeah, it had a giant family room, mud room. I mean, it's just huge fucking house. It had a built-in intercom system and stuff. Super nice. And of course, yeah, the first thing we fucked was with the intercom, and that was like the first thing to break. Basically. It didn't take long. I'm sure that it wasn't because it didn't break just because like it broke, you know, due to overuse. I think someone just like, you know what, man, we don't want people because you could listen on, you could listen to people. Mm-hmm. He was like, totally press a button and listen in the room. And I'm sure either my dad or my stepmother just like, you know, that's just not gonna happen. Uh, uh, that's not gonna end well. So, well, the thing you could do with it is that you could pump music through it, but only if it was turned on at the master console. So you would go into somebody's room and you would turn the volume all the way up on their thing and then wait until they're, like, sleeping, and then you go on and click it on, and the music would just start go- rocking out in their room. And so then it slowly got to the point where people were, like, disconnecting the wires and things like that. But anyway, so uh, I don't really remember the move from Clawson to Michigan. I don't think I was involved in it in any way. Um, basically, we were spending the nights over at her place, and then we went out to California uh, in the summer, and when we came back, we were living in um, Ohio. Yeah. And uh, the, our stepfamily had this entire summer to, like, get to know all the locals and all the kids and stuff like that, and Kevin and I just descended, like, the mothership just dropped us off. Like, and here's our retard fucking stepfamily. Like, oh, how are you? Because I remember everybody like looked at us and were just kind of like, oh, here's you guys. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? Well, I mean, you know, it was all right. Uh, you know, we made friends with the kids on the street. Um, I made friends with the kid across the street and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, it was, you know, I don't want to talk about the whole fucking living no there. Thing. Brian made fucking friends. And, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Did you and, say so. All right, maybe not on the street. Okay, but you had friends. <laughs> you got a quarter. I'll and, be your friend. So, uh, it, it was a gigantic house, and again, we didn't have to deal with the move here, so let's just move along. So, um, I was, you know, the, they were married till about, what, 86? So, about eight, six years of, of that hell, and um, at which point, uh, you know... Actually, they were married till like, 85, and then they separated by then. Yeah, was... okay, right, I'm sorry, you're right. And Brian and I had tried to move in with our mother, and she basically... Um, Pulled some Jedi mind trick on it. It's like, this is not the house you want to live in. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no, but first we had to call our dad and our stepmom yeah, and say yeah. that we're, we told, we told our dad, yeah, we're, we don't live with you. It's not because we don't love you. It's because we hate your wife. Yeah. And then and the day, afterwards, the our later, mom's like, yeah. well, guess what? You don't get to live with us. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah. You know, so we go back. <laughs> I'm still mad yeah, about now, that. Now that it's all uncomfortable. Right. Oh, no. So we, we actually weren't allowed to go out to. We weren't allowed to. We could handle. Yeah, we weren't allowed to go out to California the next year, basically. Yeah. Uh, they made up excuses on, on, on how to keep us from going. Uh, it's that that's a horrible moment in our lives. I don't even want to talk about it right now. So, um, but she, my mom, had made these plans for us to move out there. But she had to get a house and you know get us in a good school system and all this kind of crap. So, um, about fourteen years old at this point, and um, Brian is a senior, and uh, the divorce happens, and we're we moved. Um, before you could, okay, before this happened, I got to go out to California one time and I came back and, um, I don't know if Brian was with me or not. They had sold all my shit. We never once went without the other person. Okay. So Brian and I went out there, we came back and our dad was living in the colonial still, but it was like, there was nothing left except the TV and his bed. There was a ton of shift left, dude. It was, just, it was all, it was all, no, what my brother means is like, there was, there was like, all of my stepfamily stuff was gone, but they left all their refuse behind, okay, because then we were like, oh man, that means we, we, all, we, the, we, all we, the shit that they, you know, didn't, didn't care enough about to put in a box. Yeah. 
No, they just left crap everywhere. So we had to try to get it all out of the house before we moved out, and we failed. We couldn't do it because I remember like years later, or that that year later on, we we're doing like band uh, boosters where we go around as people beg people for money, which of course I usually kept half. And uh, I we actually went to that my old house. I said, "Hey, I used to live here." And they're like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Yeah." What do you think? They're like, I think it was a mess when we went to move in, and we're not giving you any money. All right, I don't know about any of that, but I'll tell well, you. I do. I was there. What do you think? I'm a lying bastard. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't know. You're listen. I, l- let me put this in perspective, okay? When we lived in this house, it was supposed to be this, like, modern, like, you know, uh, n- everybody's proper. That's a good way of saying it. Everybody is supposed to do proper things. Not that it worked out that way, but everything was just normal, and, you know, the parents had their own bedroom. We weren't allowed in it. Um, you know, everybody had their own room. Things were supposed to be clean, neat, orderly, whatever. And when we got back, after living like this for like six years or five years or whatever it is, you know, I got there and my dad's bed was in the family room now, next to the TV. Yeah. Like he had moved his bed downstairs, set it up in the family room, and he was laying on it with the one TV in the, and it was just like a weird visual to me. It was sad. Yeah, it was just like, wow, what's going on? This is fucked up. I wouldn't want to sleep in the top part of that fucking room, that big ass house either, dude. Well, okay, true, but, you know, so uh, I don't remember the move. I think maybe Brian does better than me. I don't think I was involved much in it. Uh, again, somewhat retarded, and uh, Brian was going into his senior year of school, so I was um, uh, 14 or something, 13, 14 at the time, and I was in eighth grade, and uh, so we, we, we moved to an apartment, and it was Jamestown Apartments, and my dad couldn't afford to give us both our own room, right? So we both, like, there was one bedroom and he slept on the couch? Or how did that work? I don't quite remember that. But at some point, Brian and I were, like, sharing a bedroom. And, uh... Yeah, but it was a pretty good-sized bedroom. Like, we had, like, the... I don't know if we had the master bedroom or not, but it was still the big bedroom. And then there was, like, a second... When we first moved in there, dude, it was a two-bedroom gig. Dad had one room and we had the other one. Yeah. And then when I went in the Navy, then, you know, and you went to live with mom, then you got the one bedroom. Yeah, okay. So it was two bedrooms, fine. And Brian and I I shared the room, whatever. And uh, it was was tight living. It was close quarters. And um, we did that for that year. And then uh, Brian, and so now here's the thing. My mom had been planning for us to move out to California. And Brian decides that he's going to join the Navy instead. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I had to go live out in California with my mom, who, when she was divorced and left my father, I was seven. I abandoned him. So I had no idea, like, what she was like. <laughs> and uh, I left him on his own. And so I had to go live, like, you know, I've already established friends. He had to become a man I'm at already, an early age. I'm already in school. You know what I mean? And now I got to go out and start all over again, which was pretty mm-hmm. crazy. And then at the same time, my brother who was nuts for joining the Navy, <laughs> decides that that's what he's going to do with his life. You know, Dad, I'm going to join the Navy. Dad was probably like, all right, you go, Brian. Dude, what the fuck else was I going to do? I had no other prospects. Yeah, that worked out well for you, though. So, Who knew? So, Larry, now, you're about the same age. You're about 15. What happened? That works that, that works that well. Uh, and right around the age of 15, my uh, my dad remarried. Um my my parents got divorced when I was like eight, um, and it was right around uh, fourteen, fifteen that uh, that my dad remarried, 
and uh, we we got ourselves a house out in the suburbs. Uh, I moved from uh, Cleveland further west out into Berea. Uh, got got to do, do the whole school switching thing. I uh, living in Cleveland, of course. Uh, for for those of you who don't know Cleveland, um, Ke- Kevin talked about Inglewood. And uh, the, the next scariest place in the world is the Cleveland Public Schools. And, and it was just because my options were either go to private school in Cleveland or get stabbed in the bathroom. Uh, I, went to, uh, I went to Catholic school while we were living in Cleveland. Uh, went, went to one of those rich boy Catholic college prep high schools in Cleveland. And uh, when we moved to Berea... My my dad made a point of saying he, it was perfectly fine with me staying at the high school I was at. Now, that means I'd have to, like, you know, get up at 5.30 in the morning to make the trip into the east side of Cleveland to go to school. So, needless to say, that didn't happen, and I, I switched uh, schools then, too. So, uh, And I got the culture shock of not only moving, but going from the all-boy Catholic school to public school, and all of a sudden there were chicks. And I was like, <gasps> Because <laughs> hurt. <laughs> yeah, I like walked. I was like, "Oh my god, there's women!" I think I just came. Yeah. Um. Oh, and, and while you were talking, I, I did do the math, and not counting, Dirt. um, it did not counting the one where I was, you know, two years old and don't remember anything, and also not counting when I moved into, you know. Oh, just R- count them and, and give us the number. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, not counting going into the army and moving to Ohio State because those don't really count. Uh, I moved nine times. So. Okay. Um, Anderson's joined us, and uh, hello, Doug. I know Anderson has basically lived in, off Lansing for like his whole fucking life before Thousands. he got old. Um, but um, four years. So Anderson, you were born at what a Fairview Hospital? Yes. And then you lived. Off Lansing. On the, on the Don Lansing. Until how long? Uh, 24 years. Well, 24 or 23 years and nine months because there was that three months I lived in Oklahoma. Okay. So, well, um, how old were you when you went to Oklahoma? 21. All right. We'll get to that. So hang, right on. Hang tight. Hey, I'm hanging, baby. So, Larry, you moved where? I moved to Berea. And how old were you when you moved from Berea? Uh, from Berea... Let's see. I finished high school and joined the army. Then I came back to Berea. Then I went to OSU. Then I came back to Berea, and then I believe the next one would have been shit. Maybe Broadview Heights. Okay. How old were you then? Uh, twenty-two. Okay, we'll get to that. Oh. Uh, so for Brian and Larry, since you guys are both talking about joining the military at about mm-hmm. this time. Um, you were brave for doing that, Larry. Can can you um, you (laughs) can you explain to people a little bit about the what you felt like when you left home to and you got to boot camp? I mean, what was take me back? I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. This sucks. This is bullshit. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck. What was I doing? What what was the? This ain't like the movies. What was the stuff? It ain't black and white. What's tell me? Tell us the mental process that you were going through. I'm interested. (laughs) It was mental. I totally didn't sign my whole legal name. The yeah. contract is invalid. Oh, nice. It's sort of like not it's when you get there. Like living with our stepmother, no, no, except no. they were guys and they, they were like ferocious. Listen, I understand. What I'm saying is, is when you left, 
You were leaving home. You haven't got there yet. Leaving home. You're what? getting in the car. Right. What are you? Your bags. What are you thinking about? Like, are you thinking? Oh, I was oh, retired. I was all like, oh, I'm off on an adventure, and this will be great because I'll be away from home, and I'll help defend our country. I don't know against who, and um, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be great. It'll be a beautiful thing, and then it get there, and you go. Uh, actually, mine was a little different than that. Um, you weren't I, uh, <laughs> I, I entered later than Brian. Um, when we were at peace. I, no. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was on the delayed thing where I went through all the stuff and then signed all the right, contract, let him in. but I was still in high school. So it was like after I finished, then I would go. And, and I remember because I was still all sappy and emo and had only been exposed to actual women for like two years at that point in my life, mm-hmm. I... Uh, I specifically wanted to wait until the end of summer vacation because my girlfriend would be going back to college anyway. And, and I was like, that way we can spend the summer together because I was, you know, lurpy. Um, <laughs> and this was in 1990. Uh, f- for our many listeners who weren't alive in 1990, right. uh, that, that, that was the summer that uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait and, and we... Uh, stormed the beaches so it, it was the height of the first gulf war uh my mother of course w- was seriously looking into who she could write a letter to to get me out of going because well we were like actually at war and it would be dangerous so it, it was a whole big thing with me leaving and if i didn't want to go she she would call her congressman or do whatever it took so that I didn't have to go. Like, he's going anyway. <laughs> Sign no, your name, you're done. I was all about it. I was like, you know what? When I first signed up, I was like, I'm going to join the Army and spend the next four years fucking le- learning how to fix the transmission on a tank or some shit like that and doing push-ups. This way I actually get to, like, kill people and break things. I'm going, damn it. Needless to say, I never left Fort Knox and didn't get to kill people and break things, but... Um, he knows how to fix a motor on a tank. You were like that guy in, uh, you were like um, uh, that dude in uh, Mars Attacks. Um, Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black in Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I, I was all set. Um, That's awesome. So, so, so I wasn't, you know, it's a big adventure. and uh, I, I was all set to go kill shit and storm the beaches. And I, I, I there, there was a part of me that, I, I was all set that this was going to be my last big hurrah because knowing me, I was going to go off, go over there, step off the plane onto a landmine. Uh, <laughs> it's a common land plan. To next to him. <laughs> <laughs> step right off. And... Yeah. Uh, what was that? Damn it. I, I wouldn't even get the glory of being killed by a monkey while taking out the garbage. I would just walk off the plane onto a landmine. Okay. So at this point, all right, I had flown out to California. While these guys were fucking around in the military, and um, that's what we're doing, fucking around. Yep, <laughs> that's all we. I've did. heard the stories. I know what you were doing. He, Brian. He's he's going to California to surf. We're defending our country. Surf. I could see going to surf. We're saying like original Brian was, Brian was talking. I remember Brian talking, and I'm sure this isn't Brian's fault. Okay, but I remember Brian was talking about how like he was going to be stationed in Hawaii. And he was going to be on an aircraft carrier or something, and like no, it was going to be, be on a frigate. It was going to be all nice and stuff, and he was going <laughs> yeah. in to learn how to be like uh, boiler technician, something ridiculous. And, Super killer. And I found out what it was like being a boiler technician. I said, "Fuck that." And yeah, and then the reality you go into, you go into the military to get all that hands-on training for jobs that completely don't exist in the civilian sector. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you come out of the army. 
you know, you put on your resume, I, I, I know how to uh, man a pole. guided missile system. So if you're looking for anybody that does that, I'm him. I could tear apart and put back together an M16 in the dark. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I had to be able to do that in, you know, I, I, yeah, I can disassemble and reassemble an M16 in 15 seconds. Hire me to... That'll be awesome, out. sir. We have a job for you, but you'll have to kill innocent civilians. Where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> here's your broom. I do that, too. Here's a, here's a sentence Tom Packard's used to. Here's a broom. <laughs> so... I got out to California. My mom was still living in Westchester. We had to move. Uh, again, I don't even really think I... I mean, I wasn't lifting no couches and nothing like that. I mean, she had probably a bunch of Mexicans come over and move everything. And, wow. Um, um, no, I mean, she did, She had a bunch Dude, of Mexicans. I know. I know. I go figure, right? It's yeah. always got to be Mexicans. Right. I mean, she, just, she worked with a bunch of Mexicans, Mexicans, and that's that's what came over. So right. um, they loaded it up, whatever, and we got to the house, and uh, the people that were living oh, in the house great. were still there. Oh, Nice. Until, you know, we, we were there, and they were driving away when we showed up. Like, they wanted to live in the house until the moment we arrived, basically. Which my mom was pretty <laughs> pissed off about. So, uh, you know, we my got... My mom didn't need much to get pissed off, dude. Yeah. And, and so we got this house, and um, it, was a, it was a ranch. It was no, no basement, no attic, no second floor, nothing. And um, it had a fenced-in yard with a back fenced-in area for, like, a dog. And then, a, you know, a, a front area. And it had a garage, and um, it was a nice house. It was nice. Uh, it had two bedrooms, and um, it, it was it was pretty cool. I had no problems with it, um, and uh, I lived there for about a year because I had no problem with the house. But the occupants of the house uh, were a big problem for me. So um, Brian would visit on occasion. He was actually stationed in Long Beach, and uh, would drive home or whatever, take the bus or however the hell you got I would home. get a ride from a friend. Yeah, and he'd usually bring the friend or friends, and there'd be 20 Navy guys in my house who had just gotten off the boat. So they're all fucking weird and talking shit, and I don't know. So I just sat there and watched Drinking. it. They'd rent pornos and watch them together. It was gay. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, they'd be, we didn't fucking watch porno in our fucking underwear. Calm down. It doesn't matter. It was a bunch of guys sitting around watching porno together. It was just guy, a couple guys lined up on the couch with a blanket, maybe some pillows. Is your brother asleep yet? I think so. Some, Boy, some of the, like some of his friends were cool. This one guy Hawk was pretty cool, but then there was uh, that other yeah. guy that um, remember that one dude yeah. who was all weird and effeminate. Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. <laughs> Man, that guy wasn't right, and uh, so. It was a good, it was okay living there for a year, um, so I got to see Brian, which was all right, and then um, <laughs> which was all right. Yeah, well, because That's the rest awesome. of the time when Brian wasn't around, it was absolutely fucking, uh, it was hell. And basically, because she worked, she my mom made a big mistake. Basically, she decided that she wanted to have. Uh, Children. Me move out there. <laughs> that's, that's usually the first mistake people make. She wanted to have yeah. me move out there and live with her, but then at the same time, um, Stouffer's had opened up a brand new hotel at, at the LAX airport, and they said, do you want to help us open this new hotel? Bigger, more responsibility, and all this. And so she was like, okay. So that basically meant she worked like, you know, 20-hour days or something ridiculous. And when she was home, she just immediately, like, passed out. So when you're a teenager and you have no guidance and you're in sunny California, what do you, you go doing? surfing? Yeah, you go surfing, you going out the beach, you, you party with your friends, you don't come home. It was too many problems. So my dad got on the phone. He's like, well, you're coming home, you know, and I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I'm tired of this place. So 
Especially uh, after he pushed her out the window. Yeah. All the, yeah, I was going to say, is this the house that you pushed her out the window? Right, it was a first floor window, man. I understand that, but the, still, the <laughs> fact of the matter is you pushed your mother through a window. There's mitigation. It was open. It could, it could, be, it could be open. It could be right on the ground. It could be have no pane of glass. It could have it could it had no curtains. It could just be a square hole in the wall. You pushed your mother through it. This was something that just like you got out. It. This is something that got out and when we were in gym class and I never she pulled heard the cord but granted, hey, she pulled the phone cord out of the wall when he was on the phone. It was a uh, yeah, that was another yeah. Never mess with the Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> so Okay, go ahead. Sorry. We got I got back and my dad was living in a one-bedroom apartment, and he took the couch, and I took the bedroom or whatever, because he didn't want me to watch late-night TV for some reason, because he thought it was bad. You know, it was still kind of fucked up in that way. You know, it was television. It wasn't cable, okay? It was it was an <laughs> antenna. There was nothing on, but he just didn't want me to... <laughs> Network television gets kind of racy. Right, right. <laughs> yes. So there was no, that wasn't going to happen. You know, and I was like, and I, I had failed ninth grade, because I only went to school half the year, basically. And um, uh, so I had to repeat ninth grade. They lost my school records for the classes I did pass. So they basically just treated it like. Did they lose it the same way that mom said that the guys who moved all of her stuff out to Vermont lost all my 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 rock posters and shit? You know, which means that she just basically threw it away. Yeah, I'm sure she she threw it out. Uh, Probably, Brian. I don't know. So I got back. And so at this point, I had to restart ninth grade. And that's when I met the great Don Anderson. Uh, Who's he? We, uh, him and Bill Bailey were in my homeroom. And, which was the uh, lunchroom. Which was basically, the, yeah, the lunchroom. <laughs> and, uh, was that, was that, uh, was that the middle school? No, it was high school. No, that was high, it was high school. It was high school. I remember, I remember the very first day. Yeah. I've already told that story, but go ahead. Yeah, and, um, I had to sit give, there. Give and, us your perspective, sir. These two guys, uh, they hung out at a comic book store. So, basically, they worked at Wendy's They were selling Bob. Well, and... Bill Bailey didn't. And, uh. Anderson Anderson was also in my um, OWA OWA class, the first one. Um, So, uh, because there was two periods. I had four periods in the day. Me too. Two of them were OWA. One one was English, and like another was like gym. Right. No, it was was it gym? I thought they gave you. I think ninth grade was gym because ninth and tenth were gyms. You had ninth and tenth grade was gym. Oh yeah, sorry, right, I did have gym. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had. I think we had the same. You and I had the same gym class. Too. Yeah. Well, oh god, it was who cares? Gym or health. Well, anyway, there was only there was only four periods, and I, and I had one all to myself, and Anderson was in the other one. So I, that's how I ended up to talking to him. So. Um, no, you were drawing a pentagram on your folder. Me and ba- Bill Bailey started calling you evil. You know, look who my brother is. I understand that. I mean, I didn't know it at the time, uh, but uh, it was all like, and then and then to show how evil. To show Bill Bailey and I were to show you how evil you were, we started singing a Def Leppard song at you. <laughs> right, yeah, that was uh, the oh. women's song. Right, women's song. Yeah, women. The one, that, the one off of Hysteria that nobody liked. <laughs> <laughs> Which is odd because I thought it was like a really good song. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, and um, so anyway, I live with my dad. And we were in a one bedroom apartment. Singing Def Leppard songs to my brother. If I'd known that, I'd killed you both. That's because, um, well, he was drawing a pentagram on his folder. See what I'm saying? He was trying to summon you. He was trying to get your attention. Docking or somebody good, but no. So, uh, basically, my dad moved us um, pretty much right away uh, into a two-bedroom again, and um, uh, it didn't Uh, last very long because Brian was ejected (laughs) from the Navy, and... uh, All right, tell the story correctly. I was ejected out of the Navy. All right, rejected. Go go ahead. Why don't you tell tell everybody? I had a nervous nervous breakdown while I was in the Navy, 
because uh, they asked her to leave very strongly. Well, no, because they, they they asked me to like, do you want to leave the navy? I'm like, no, this is easy money. Has no, I'm like, the problem isn't because you know I hate the navy or anything like that. It's because like, I had I had a very fucked up childhood, which we you know we found what the problem was. That was like sea and shit. Plus, it didn't help that I was doing crystal meth, you know, at the time. Back in okay, back in the day. Here, Kevin's gonna tell my life story. Oh no, no, no! Let me see. Let's not talk. About, okay, first of all, I just want to say something. Don't talk about drug use on this show. The internet is forever, and um, I really think that you know these things will last forever. And then one day somebody is gonna make a new law to kill. I would you. already tell them that that so, was a part of my life that happened fucking what twenty yeah. years ago. It's over. No, anyway. yeah, they'll, they'll apply the law retroactively. They will because the world is a crazy place. Who knows while how they'll root you out twenty years from now? So just don't mention it. Anyway, yeah, you're you're gonna be going into politics. I just I saw I saw the interview you were giving on c-span this weekend uh representative here's brian baird thing. here's the thing okay bone places dude let, like me, let, me, let, let me say something to you i'm a techno <laughs> i'm a technology person and all those people listening think about it this way okay it's not going to take very much time for computers to be able to listen to this live without us L- listen listen to me listen to what we're recording singularity and transcribe all of it into text voice recognition right it's coming. Identify. And then it's not going to take it's long. It's here. Welcome to 1990. Right. It's not going to. Identify gonna, Logan 5. It's not going to take long <laughs> for that to then associate itself to you. So that eventually when you need a new job in 10 years and somebody does a background check on you, all your information that's publicly available will be on the Internet and it'll be attached to your profile. And so then everything that you say about yourself, they're going to know about. And you're going to be like, well, it's no big deal. Fuck it. I'll just tell them <laughs> it happened a while ago and shit. They don't care, man. So just don't, you know, don't say things that are totally going to incriminate yourself. Just telling you. What? It's a, it's a mistake. They're going to be able to eventually find that information out about you rapidly. Like right. they do everything else. Because computers get smarter every year. If you, if you, I'm going to be taken up by computers. <laughs> no, but you're, you're going to be crying. That microchip, the moral true value goes is out of, never get fucked in a feather bed. True, I get it. true value goes out of business, and then you'll be like, okay, get a fucking job. Cause <laughs> fucking background check. 20 years ago, I did crystal math. Fucking oh, background oh, yeah, you think that's a joke. Ha-ha. Trust me. They, they were places, places will fucking burn your ass. <laughs> you guys do what you used to do, man. Ha-ha, I'm so funny. Ha-ha. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway. He got in trouble for fondling a woman's breast 30 years ago. Yeah, but I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's ripped. Right, but you have funneled breasts. Oh, yes. All right. And granted, it was mine, but... Okay, so due to... Well, how so anyways, well, wait, let me say something. You oh, just said something Christ. and nobody Shut listening up. that. Hold on. Wait. Go ahead, I just go want on. people to understand the timeline because the militaries are different. When Brian was in the military... It's a different clock. <laughs> when Brian was in the military, the Cold War was still going on. Yes, so course. you weren't allowed to leave the military at all. He was just not fucking part of it. I got friends dude, later dude, on in life that just go up to their guy and like, I don't want to be in this anymore. And they're like, well, do 500 push-ups and then come back tomorrow. And if you don't want to be in it, I'll let you out. And that, that <laughs> kind of shit happens. Now, maybe not, maybe not in the war that's going on right now, but like, like Matt Solars, that totally happened. He just was like in there and he was just like... What, boot I, camp? I, no, he was like out of boot camp. He was in the service and he was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, they were like... I said yes? And they were like... Yeah, he said come back in 24 hours because Clinton had gone in and, and started to... Uh, That's the arms reduction, yeah. Right, dude. the arms reduction. Right, exactly. Yeah, but they were doing that before when well, I was I'm still just, in, dude. I'm, they were just like, if you weren't doing nothing with your career, they're kind of like... I mean, you know, I was at the end of the Cold War. It wasn't like at the beginning where, like, you know... Yeah, I know. You were there in the 60s. I know. It, you know, we didn't have to... We, didn't, we were living in the atomic age. 
Right, but you still couldn't get out. You couldn't go up to your CO and be like, I want out, man. Just let me yeah, because he'd look at me and go, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, get back to work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. That's so go ahead. Tell your story about how you got ejected. Ejected. <laughs> No, that, was, that was basically it. I just had a nervous breakdown, and uh, I had no problem being the Navy, dude. I mean, ex- except for, like, the usual grunting, bitching, moaning bullshit. I didn't mind it, you know. But and then they asked me, like, do you want to stay? And I'm like, yeah. And like, no, we're not going to let you stay. Like, huh? <laughs> you you want to stay? Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, that means you're nuts. So <laughs> you're out. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right, man. Oh, Larry's back. Look at that. Larry's out. Yeah. Um... But that was it, man. I mean, mostly, you know, that was the big deal was just I had a hard, you know. I mean, the military is hard on everybody. I'm not some big fucking pussy. You are. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, that this particular time <laughs> I I went through something due to past problems, not because of the military. Whatever. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Tell so, your story. So I'm living in this apartment. My dad finally gets us a, a two-bedroom. So I'm thinking I'm going to have my own room. Wrong. It's wrong. Big wrong. That's right. Brian comes home. Brian had a choice. He could continue to live with my mom. Oh, no. In Vermont. Right. That was out. Or my job come back were being to Cleveland. Jack, you know, so we like, I, I got a question. Yep. Huh? I remember your one-bedroom apartment. And I remember Brian being there. Was that just him coming back for a little bit and then going somewhere else? No, I, that's, I just moved back then. That would have been one. right. That would have been right in ninth grade when he he you had come and and he had arrived and he and I had to share a room. Right. Right. There was that bed in the uh, like in the dining room. There was like a single bed in the dining room and then you had the two beds in the bedroom. Right. Probably for a very narrow moment in time. Yeah. Something right, like right, that. right. 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 I mean, that was towards the end of your one bedroom place because he wasn't because I never really saw him there. I only saw him there like once or twice. That's why I was asking, was that just him visiting yeah. or was that him just there for a little process? And then we moved, and, and, and so I never had the one bedroom to myself. Brian right. and I had to share a room for a little while. Brian didn't stay living with us too long. He, um, Ooh. He, uh, stick, and move. stick and move. He got um, involved, and uh, then, Brian, go ahead. This was, I thought uh, we were supposed to be talking about moving. We so are. far, we're talking about like our lives. No, we're talking about moving. We're talking about the places we're going to, but I'm trying to follow a timeline. Yeah. All right, and I have, we haven't gotten to a point where, where any of us have actually done any physical labor involving moving. So I'm, we're trying to get. <laughs> no, because I didn't have shit, dude. I was still like, right. like you well, know, hey, well, now we're doing. Now we're going there. So you moved out with your one pair of underwear and your toothbrush or whatever you had. Yeah, pretty much. Your boombox. Come on, come on. He doesn't have a toothbrush. And uh, dude, just couldn't tell by my breath. You moved in with your future we- wife. Yeah, we moved in together off of, and there's a little future. apartments off of Cam's corner, which. Future. Future X one uh, across yeah, the, the from the, the, the best of times the worth of time. No, Where? that was no, that was uh, what should we call that was after that. As I moved in with my brother in law and his girl, his no, oh, that hot that was oh, the, the the yeah the rock. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, the one little bedroom that was like down and it was like in a little basement thing. Yeah, that was the that was the first place we lived in in that place, and uh, it was like you know right. first time living uh, you know on my own with my girlfriend, kind of you know on my own. And, um, <laughs> no, all I, all I was concerned was I knew that, you know, Cam's Corner is not exactly the best fucking neighborhood. All right. It just isn't. Say whatever you want. It's just not the not greatest. Fucking neighborhood. I was born there. Okay. It's not the fucking worst neighborhood in the world either. It's just not that good. And uh-huh. you, you, you didn't live there, right? We had people like, it was like breaking the cars in the parking lot and shit. Fucking 
gangs of kids would come. One time, a bunch of kids came in. Gangs of like, kids, like packs of wild dogs roaming the street. Running a couple kids on BMX bikes with training wheels. They ripped out. We had like crawling out of the sewers at night. Fucking. <laughs> but that's after Kevin ran by with his furs on and banged on top of the fucking sewer yeah. system. Piece of pipe. All right. Um, let's, let's stay on track. Yeah, it was. It was just. A, I didn't like living there. I just thought the people that lived there were fucking like subhuman. You know. Because they could all kick my ass, so that's why I thought that, that place was a cool party place, though. That uh, oh for that, God. yeah, you know, I mean, that's I had no, did. I had no concept of like being cool to your neighbors at all. I was kind of like, you know, I'm throwing a party, and everybody likes, doesn't like it. They can go fuck themselves. You know, right. nice, nice kid. It was basically that's... like a weekend party place of magnitude. We would go there all the time. My graduation party was there for crying out oh loud. The guy had the gun. You stayed there for like five seconds. People crawled out the windows. Oh, dude, I was there for a while. We were doing quarters on the table. Me and, and Oz uh, were in the bathroom hiding in the bathtub. I, got, I, I was not there when there, there was that whole thing where we had to move the cars because they were getting towed. And oh, then, yeah. like, and I, then there, was that, there was that thing with the guy with the gun. Don't go yeah. out. Everybody get on the ground. We're on the ground. Yeah. There's a dude out there with a gun. Me and Oz walked out there. We're all laughing. It was a great time. So, <laughs> so that was about uh, my graduation, which puts me at about 19 years old. And... Um, 91. Right after graduation, um, my dad was like, all right, you're out of this school, good, we're moving. Because he hated living in North Olmsted. Hated it. And hated it was too expensive, and he didn't like living in Jamestown, but he kept us there because the school system was excellent. And so he... <laughs> Above reproach. The, the, the school system's excellent. It was the student that was the problem. Right, and, right exactly. I did graduate, though. I got out of there. So, yeah, yeah, we all did. And um, I, so I was like, uh, all right. You know, she's like, well, I'm going to move to Broadview Heights. Broadview Heights is the furthest city south of Cleveland in the county. It's far away. It is not near anything. It's not near any good place at all. There's nothing around it. What are you talking about? Broadview Heights is not near anything. There's no mall next to it. There's no fucking... You guys movie live theater. There's no fucking anything there. Anything you want to do, you've got to drive. Fucking you far. Were, you were on 82 right in between 77 and 71, so it didn't matter which highway you took. You were like, shit. No, it was much closer to 77. Yeah, but, closer to 77. But well, it, it was closer to 77, but the thing is, if you want 480, you had to go further on 480 to get to 77 just to come around and hook. Southland, you know I mean? Southland Mall wasn't there. There was nothing there, man. It was, a fu- it was the sticks. <laughs> and um, it's a lot better today. But I still wouldn't want to live there again. Uh, Larry lived in that freaking. They're looking for you in yep. that place as well. But this was, I think, pre-Larry or just about when Larry was there because I was nineteen. Larry's a little bit older than me, but um, we lived there. You think Larry's a little older than you? We don't. We, really yeah, we know. don't. We don't know. Larry could be <laughs> Larry could be younger than me. I'm not sure. Um, so we lived there for um, with my dad. I lived there for um, uh, it was like a, a, it wasn't about, that long. About a Thousands year. About a year with my father, and then yeah. he went all my like. Father. I'm moving out with my girlfriend. I'm taking the TV, <laughs> and you can have everything else in the house, which, you know, was like dishes and shit. And he's like, you just got to get a roommate to live with you. A pudding and bowl. And I was like, all right. So I called up Don Cease, which would have been good if he was here. And uh, he moved in, and uh, that was uh, our place for a while. Now, that puts it at, let's see, Larry. Yeah. Now, you were in Berea? Yeah. And now you are moving to Broadview Heights. Yeah, at this point I'm thinking it would have been Broadview Heights, and uh, I was, uh, although we didn't know it, I was living about a couple hundred yards from you. 
Right. At that point. <laughs> right. We didn't know each other. And, uh, you know, probably, I, passed, probably passed each other in the parking lot. Like, look at that asshole. Who's yeah. he looking at? Well, no, because Kevin was all, like, you know, rich and shit and lived back in the townhouses. Oh, my God. Oh, right. no, I was left in the white trash. A townhouse? I was in those big, like, Soviet You're block. In condos. No, that was the no Soviet way. block giant buildings that they had. It was on, like, the third floor or something like that. They're, like, freaking. I'm sorry, Kevin. Yeah, they're, Kevin. like, big brick. You know, the big. The big uh, apartment buildings. The big giant condos in the back. No, no condo. He had a buzzer at the door. You had to buzz the thing and get... I thought you were were in the condo townhouse things in the back. No, we were in the Soviet-style apartment complex. That's that's where I was at. Oh, really? I thought you you were in the front near the the garden apartment. I was was right up on 82. You pull up... Well, that's now where the big big buildings are. Right. You got to go around back, and there were three giant buildings. Turn to the left. Yeah, they had all the condos and townhouses and jacuzzis and penthouses and shit. No, no, no. No, this was Like me, you turned into my parking lot right off of 82. Yeah, that's the garden apartments. Those were were the weakest The garden apartments. Yeah, they were were weak. And uh, I admit, yours were worse. But we were in, we were totally in an apartment, and I mean, come on, did they let me and Cease live there? You guys are both trying to act like you're the poorest motherfuckers, man. Listen to you. I know. What the hell? I was a poor white man. I, 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 I was taking pictures. Living on the edge. I was born a poor black man. Come on. We didn't even have central air, man. We had one air conditioner in the wall in the living room. It's not no condo or nothing. So anyway. So you moved in there with your dad. Your dad lived there for a year. Yeah, he left and then he left. Mother. Don Cease moved in. Larry right. moved into the same area. And uh, Don Cease and I lived there for about another year. And somewhere in there, we were in love. Pulled a knife on somebody, now, or strangled Kevin Rahm or something. Right now, at about this time, Anderson, you went still to at home. You went to Oklahoma. Yeah, I guess that would be right. I, right. I, was, I was twenty-one. Well, no, because you would have had to have been twenty-two. Well, right. This was it was ninety-four. Was Nineteen, I moved. So it's about it's about twenty-two. Because remember, you guys came back and visited me in Fairview, which was the year after I moved out of this place. Right, it's but I already. Kevin. But that's the thing is, when I when I left, you were already living in Fairview. Poor Kevin, I think. living out here in the cobbles. Matter. Tell us already, about tell us about going to Oklahoma, man. No, no, Jack that was uh, uh, going to Oklahoma was uh, absolutely the uh, worst thing you've on ever paper. Seen. The greatest thing that could ever happen to me. Uh, but in real life, it sucked ass. We loaded it. was me and Kevin Rom. Kevin Rom had this buddy of his, uh, Kurt Gooch, who, uh, you know, since then has written a book and been on the New York Times bestseller list and all this blah, 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 blah. But he had this great business idea. Uh, basically, what it was was Movie Phone after Movie Phone already came out. <laughs> and, and for some reason. Almost a good idea. Yeah, and for some reason, you know what I mean? We're 21, and Kevin Rom's like, dude, I got this awesome idea. If this works, we're going to be rich. And I was like, okay, let me look at this stuff. I looked it over, and I was stupid. And I was like, okay, whatever. Where we got to go? He's like, Oklahoma. I was like, I'll go. So uh, we loaded up. We got a small U-Haul. We loaded up our stuff, pulled it with my old truck, my first truck, my gold truck. And uh, let's see, headed down 70. Now that we, I'd never, never been anywhere by myself. You know, I always went with my parents, so my dad took care of everything. So we went to like a, a gas station. We're like, yeah, we're going across country. We're going to go move to Oklahoma. You, you know, could you hook us up with a tune up? And the guy's like, sure. It's going to be this much money. And we're like, okay, cool. You know, and you come back like an hour later. He's like, yeah, you're all set. We paid him the money. We pulled out like half hour down the road. Car stopped at the gas station. I, I just popped the hood just to take a look. All the same wires, all the same. They didn't do anything. 
they just took our money because they're like screw it, they're going across country. But anyways, so I, I even asked them, and I know I know this is, I, I know I know this is I know this is how they fucked us because I asked them. I said, hey, listen, I've never driven my truck with a trailer across country. What am I supposed to do? What are some rules? What are some things I need to know about driving? And the guy's like, just put it in overdrive. You're good to go. Hello. Yes. Yeah. I'm still here, right? Yeah. Okay. You're still here. Uh, the guy says, just put it in overdrive. You're good to go. I didn't know you're not supposed to put it in overdrive. We made it to Belleville, which is like an hour out of Cleveland. And we're going up and down these hills and up and down these hills. And all of a sudden, the smoke starts coming out the engine. And we're both freaking out. Rom's got a gun in the truck. Oh, man. It was, it was, it was a bad time. Uh, basically, a cop pulled over, came over and was like, hey, matter blah 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 called the tow truck tow truck took us to the garage the guy at the garage is like your transmission shot we're like shit and now now before this trip uh kevin rom had saved up whatever a couple two thousand dollars or something like that three thousand he had like three he had like three grand because we had to pay for like the apartment and stuff that this dude got for us and of course, the dude that we're working for is like, "I'm getting you the best apartment. It's like six hundred dollars a month for two guys with no job." And it was like a nice, it was a really nice apartment. I wish I would have taken pictures of it, but I was too poor. I didn't have a camera. And um, you know what I mean? So it's like, shit. All this money we had was going into the original whatever we had to get in. So the truck's broken down. The guy's like, "You go." Oh, and I and I had one hundred and sixty dollars because I was always broke. <laughs> Because I was, because I was, you know what I mean? That's typical, right? Great, Doesn't that sound about right? Great way to start your whole new life. Anderson, just get on Anderson, the road and travel to Oklahoma with like yeah. less than $200 in your pocket. Anderson, what are you doing? Oh, I'm moving across country. <laughs> oh, yeah? How much money you got? 160 bucks. <laughs> you know? So what are you going to do when you get halfway there, jackass? <laughs> Nothing. We even, we even stopped halfway, ate at McDonald's and looked at each other like, this is probably like our last meal, dude. We're going to be so broke. Um because, well, I mean, actually, that's later on. Uh, the truck was broken. The guy said it's going to be, uh, the guy's like, your transmission shot. Probably be about a grand. And it might take about five to six days to get get one in here. And we're, and we're like, are you kidding? And I'm like, we're stuck in Belleville. What is Belleville? And this is before they even put gas stations up around there. Because that place was desolate. And um, and so basically, they, I, these guys, everybody was fucking with us. Is, on that, this whole trip. It, is that for in case somebody calls up and is like, I've been to Bellevue. They got gas stations. What are you talking about? Like, you guys well, they do now. That, no, because now I, it's like I go like, there now and I'm like, I remember getting off. This, this is the exit we got off at. It's like a metropolis the, now and everything. There's like, yeah, right. There's like steak and shakes <laughs> and Wendy's and Applebee's and you know what I mean? There's like all this stuff. Right. right. But uh, so the, so the, the guys, every, everybody just wanted to fuck with us on this trip. Because the guys in this garage, they watched us walk back and forth. We were pacing back and forth, smoking cigarettes, going crazy. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're fucked. We're fucked. we got to get out, you know. And then about a half hour later, the guy came up and was like, hey, uh, I took a look at your transmission fluid. You're just low on transmission fluid. What, what, were, you, what were you doing? Were you driving in overdrive? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, the guy who did our tune-up said to drive in an overdrive. I, I said I was honest with them. I told them I never know. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? You, you, at least if you try to be honest with them and tell them, you know, you figure they'd be uh-huh. mm-hmm. decent. Right. And uh, but they weren't. But uh, and the guy was like, yeah, okay, here you go. He goes, 10 bucks. For, he was like, whatever, 10 bucks for the transmission fluid. You guys are good. I'm like, oh, sweet. He was like, don't drive in overdrive. Like, okay. So we decided to come back home for the night and we would just leave the next day. Start over. 
Right, right, right. So we were driving home, and as we got, we were coming up 71, and as, you know that, when you go, <sighs> 71 north, when it gets into 480, and you go to head west, that big loop, then you get on 480. Yep. Everybody's with me. Okay. Yes. Just before that loop, one of the trailer tires popped. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. The trailer was still moving. It was still moving because it had four wheels. You know what I mean? And everything was going fine. It's just we had a flat tire. We got three more. Right, right. We're still good. Nothing's dragging. Nothing's bumping. Nothing's going crazy. We're like, all right, we're just going to go. Just We're like, we're right here. Because it's riding on the rim. Well, yeah. No, that's the, that's the thing. It was those close wheels. It was the two, where the two axles were like in the middle of the trailer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, yeah. So it was close enough where it didn't, it didn't lean over. Nothing. That's why we were like, fuck it, just go home. We're, we're five minutes away, go. And about Great Northern, I think that's when all the smoke started coming out from the burnt rubber <laughs> of the tire. And uh, people are pulling up behind us, or they're pulling up from behind us, and they're like screaming at us and pointing back, and we're all just flipping they're them off. Like, like, fuck you. <laughs> right. They're like, you guys are, hey, you got a flat tire. We're like, we know. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. Leave us alone. We're trying to get home. You know, we know. We know. Uh, so then we finally got home. Then we, got to, then we had to take the trailer to the place in the morning. And uh, get a new tire, and then we left from there, and then like, dude, I, Kevin knows that I drove all the time. I drive all the time, or I used to drive like 24 hours in a day. Right. I mean, that's all I used to do. So I'm like, I'm like, Kevin, just relax. I said, I got this, man. I will take us straight through to Oklahoma City. I will do this. And that's like a 19-hour, 18-hour drive for me because I was dumb <clears throat> so uh, so Rom looks at me it's, it's like we left like at 9 o'clock in the morning about 9 o'clock at night Rom's like hey dude do, uh, do you want me to drive and I'm like dude I got it I'm totally cool everything's fine he's like alright cool no problem then right and I'm not paying attention to him so I guess he fell asleep because he was like well fuck it I'm going to sleep so he he crashes out well about half hour later I start nodding off <laughs> I, you know my head's dot. My head's bobbing up and down. I'm trying to smoke cigarettes with the window open. He's like, "Shut your window, dude. It's cold." And I'm like, "Fuck!" And uh, turn the radio. Should turn the radio down. Oh, jeez. Bobbing my head. I eventually ended up slapping him about an hour later. I was like, "Dude, you got to drive." He's like, "I just fell asleep." I was like, "Yeah, you got to drive." <laughs> so he got behind the wheel. He started nodding off. He called me back in like two, like an hour later. I was like, "Dude, what the hell?" So then I started driving again. I, I nodded off. I said, screw this. I pulled over to the side of the road somewhere on the highway. I just pulled over. I, I put my head back. I passed out. You know, I cracked the window so we didn't die. And uh, I put, I'm putting my head, I got my head back, and I'm just laying there. All of a sudden, I hear tapping on the window. And it wakes me up, but I didn't open my eyes because I was like, oh, fuck, there's a cop. You know, it's like a highway patrolman or whatever, and he's going to bust. He's going to do something. He's going to say something stupid, and he's going to be like, you know, here's a ticket for doing something or get up and go, get out of here or whatever. I open my eyes. It's like this Pakistani guy with this roadmap. He's like, got this roadmap. And I'm like, it's like one of those where you've been up all day. You know how like, you know, how like you can be up all day long. You pass this, you pass out for like half an hour, an hour. Yes. Somebody wakes you up and it is like you have on 20 hits of acid. You drank like five liters of Jack Daniels. You smoked five joints. You, you feel, you, you don't even know what's going on. And that's what I, the guy's tapping on the window. I look out the window. It's a Pakistani guy with a giant road map. And he's like, how do you get to Dallas? And I looked at him and I'm just like, what? I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, how do you get to Dallas? He goes, is this the way to Dallas? 
And I looked at him and I'm like, my license plates are from Ohio. And he's like, yes, I know. Is this the way to go to Dallas? I'm like, dude, I don't know where the fuck I'm at. I'm sleeping. And he's like, so you don't know? And I'm like, no. I'm like, go to Oklahoma. He's like, how do you get to Oklahoma? And I'm like, go straight. <laughs> like, follow this road. And I'm like screaming at this guy. It was kind of it was kind of messed up. But then we eventually got there. And then, okay, real quick, we got there. We unloaded. We didn't have a lot of stuff. We unloaded our stuff, got it out. You know what I mean? Like put the bed together in the bedroom, put the dresser up, unpack your clothes, do all this stuff. You know what I mean? Put out your action figures and, and uh, records and stereos and all this TVs and stuff. Toys. And uh, dude, Spider Man goes here. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Right, it's right. You know what I mean? We unpacked all this stuff. Dude, I got like thousands of stories from Oklahoma that people don't even know about. It's insane what Kevin Rom does. What up, Kevin Rom? If you're listening, um, we unpacked all our stuff. All of a sudden, we're looking out the window, like, man, it's getting pretty dark out there. Open the door, and it's like, <laughs> we're like, wow. We made a deal. We signed a contract with this dude that we were working for that we wouldn't smoke cigarettes or drink beer or anything. So we left the windows open in October. Uh, all the doors open, so this breeze, this wind was coming through. It was going crazy. We're like, wow, we got to shut this down. Just as we're shutting it down, it stopped, and everything's just quiet. <laughs> and we're like, oh, all right, good. That's cool. All of a sudden, the phone rings. It's our boss. He's like, yeah, tornado touchdown. Get all your shit, pack it in the closet. Get, get in the closet with the radio and the phone, and don't do anything. Don't move. So everything <laughs> we unpacked, we, I mean, like in a matter of 20 minutes, we packed, we threw everything. <laughs> Uh, just throw everything in the closet. Me and like, within 20 minutes, Kevin Rahm and I were in the closet with a mattress <laughs> over top of us. We had a phone next to us and uh, the TV in front of us with Oprah on and a radio. And then, like, it passed us by. Nothing ever hit, and we had to bring everything back out. Welcome to Oklahoma, right? Yeah, welcome. And then, and then, and then, we're Crazy two guys from fucking Rahm right now. It's fucked up, man. I, no, you know what's the, you know what's the fucked up part is we come pulling in and we this lady comes up and goes hi I'm your new neighbor this old lady we're like oh hey how you doing she's like oh okay where are you guys from we're like we're from Cleveland she's like oh okay and we're like what the hell you know what's wrong with Cleveland right get it, 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 it turns out we go to turn on the news two guys from Cleveland were were booking across country murdered some people like in uh, Missouri and they were on their way to Oklahoma. And so this lady heard it on the news, and me, here's me and Kevin. We're like, yeah, we're from Cleveland. How you doing? And she's just like, oh, All my God. Huge. Right. I'm telling you, everybody was fucking with us on this trip. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, I just had some ribs. <laughs> so Don, yeah. Don Cease has joined us. and uh, just in time. Um, just in time for the end of the show. We're, yeah. We're going through, the, um, we're going through everybody's uh, moving history here, and we had uh, caught up to uh, when we're Don Anderson to be, moved but... to um, – uh, Oklahoma with uh, Kevin Rom and uh, Don. You, um, were you, were you, when you were born, uh, where, where were you born? Were you born in Fairview? Son, I was born in the depths son. of hell. Fairview Hospital. Born and raised, Northern Ohio. Yee-hoo. Fairview Hospital. Good old Fairview Hospital. And uh, did you then live at the uh, that house that I met? You know that we hung out. You know, perfect plumbing company and all that. You know, we we had a couple of uh, here and there's. You know, it, most of them are in North Olmsted. Uh, we had a, like a nice brand new house, and like up until I was five, and then we moved to the rat trap. You knew I when you found me <laughs> that fucking place. 
But yeah, you know, we actually had a, like a nice little neighborhood with like kids and everything, and then we moved to fucking like a, uh, you know, in the middle of fucking North Olmsted with the, uh, you know, everybody laughing at the fucking plumbing sign in the front yard. You know, Don uh, Don lived on Lorraine Road in a place where there were no houses anymore, and uh, and so he basically his dad had a business, and they lived behind the business. And at the time, I think when you were young, there was Co School across the street from you, right? Yeah, that fucking place yeah, closed down. Then I went to another elementary school that closed down like two years later. And then, I, you know. And they built a gas station across the street from his house and everything. And then your parents moved. How, where? Where'd they go? They went to Strongsville after that. And um, that's where I finished up my high school year. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember the move at all? Was it difficult? <laughs> No, I don't remember it. To be no. honest with you. Actually, we had to move to Cleveland first. Remember, remember right. that little Cleveland shithole? Mm-hmm. Right. For about a year, I had to live there, and uh, we'd walk down the street, and like these kids that are ten years old, be asking me for my cigarettes and shit. Hey, man, give me some cigarettes. Give me a cigarette, and be like, get the fuck out of here. You're like ten, you know. It was just crazy. I mean, Kevin and I would watch these fucking fights in the middle of this grassy field out in the, by the. By some pizza joint, you know, we just sit there like eating fucking pizza. Yeah, it's a, it a rough neighborhood. <laughs> and I'd still go over there though because it beats sitting at home. Um, yeah. And uh, the thing was, is Don's dad built his house in Strongsville, right? I don't. I mean, yeah, obviously, he yeah. didn't like just start like shaving down his own trees and everything, but he like uh, constructed this house, which was pretty cool. It was basically like two houses. I've talked about it before. It was essentially like two houses. His his is it your dad's mom? Or your- yeah, no, my mom's uh, mom had her uh, mother-in-law suite all to herself. Right. And there was like a three-car garage. It was like a really decked-out little house. I mean, it wasn't that small, but, you know. Yeah, and, and you could, you could um, it was pretty cool because his, his, his dad's, his mom's mom had her own little place on the one side, and their living rooms connected with these doors, and you could open, like if you had a big party, you could open these doors up and slide everything back, so it was like a huge, what, living room or something? And they, yeah. had, a, they had a big deck, and there was like a stream going through their backyard, so Don's parents were pretty loaded. No. <laughs> yeah, they were loaded off my grandmother's shit. She sold her house and fucking started living with them, and that's how they got all that shit. They sold both their houses. My grandmother's in there, so right. So I, okay, so I accelerated everybody to the point where um, you, you and I then moved to uh, um, Broadview, Heights. Broadview Heights, right? And uh, Larry was saying that we lived in condos. Uh, no. no, we did not. I, I was saying that it was more like a Soviet block apartment complex. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing is we had like the first, like the the three apartments. Where we are on the third floor, weren't we? Right. Yeah. Yeah, the one guy below us and then another guy below us, it was, like, nothing but parties. We'd, like, hand up beers and shit, and this one guy that was on the first floor, like, fucking showing us his fucking uh, pet snakes all the time. We're like, dude, I don't want to see this fucking... No, you got to see it, man! I'm like, oh, god damn. You know, I, he'd be all tired from work, and this guy's like, dude, get in here! I wouldn't want to live, like, below us, though, because it was always, like, we were always having parties, and people were peeing off the balcony and everything. And yeah, peeing, throwing up, whatever, you know. It wasn't good. Just throwing shit. So, oh, honey, I love you. I love you too. You just look at her. Just <laughs> music just thumping. Okay, so Anderson goes there and um, let's see. God damn it. 22. Larry, when did you move away from uh, Broadview Heights? How old, how old uh, when I moved away from Broadview Jesus Christ, I don't even know. Um, 
After Broadview Heights. We well, got married and then moved, or how did that go? No, <laughs> that was that that was still way down the road. All right. Um, I yeah. think after Sorry. that, I actually moved back into Cleveland and stayed with like my grandparents for a few months for some reason. How old were you? Uh, like twenty something. I don't even remember. I, I wasn't there that long. Okay, and then where'd you go? Um. And then I moved. Uh, when you say moved, were you just like basically packing a suitcase? I mean, are you just like a, a nomad at this point? Oh no, no, I, I, I was, you know, I, I would move to one place, set up shop, the hitcher. and then a few months later, I would then, you know, pack up furniture and, you know, fucking piles and piles of shit that I just got done unpacking to move to the next place. Uh, it, it, it was always a full blown, you know. House full of action figures, hand me down furniture that Copy other books people and... gave me because they felt sorry for me. Bags of um, sand. Yeah. So, so okay. Uh, so you went where? Uh, after that, I moved over into the hood. I moved into Slavic Village over on the east side of Cleveland. Wow. How old were you? Uh, twenty three, twenty four, something like that. How long were you there? Why did you move there? Uh, you just decided to move there by yourself, or? Did you get a um, girlfriend? What's going on? I there? was, well, my dad bought a house over there, a duplex that he was going to rent out, and I moved into the one half of it, basically to keep an eye on things and shit for him. And he basically let me stay there rent free, and I just would occasionally deal with the people in the back. Um, you guys and- owe us money. Fuck you, kid. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. And uh, take off your pants. I uh, <laughs> it, it, it was me and basically my girlfriend moved in there. Your um, girl was cute. You get she out was, here. <laughs> she, she she was cute, but uh, of course, yeah. That means I had to then go ruin it and hook up with my kids, uh, my my future baby mama, and uh, yeah. I'm good, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, how, you left there <laughs> when? Um. I was there maybe two years, maybe. Uh, that's when I hooked up with uh, Vicky, and uh, then my dad ha- had decided to make a go of this and bought another duplex that he was going to be renting out, but it allowed me to uh, upgrade uh, because this one was going to take some work, and I uh, was going to help work on it, and we finished, like, one half. Because you're this handy. Was, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was in Parma. Hand me that tool, please. <laughs> this was this was an up and down duplex, and I moved into the upstairs, and w- we then set about you know renovating the downstairs. And once it was done, I moved into the downstairs you were and rented out the upstairs, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> yeah, very very undramatic. Uh, seasick now. How, so how old were you? Uh, Christ, twenty five. I don't know. Okay. Uh, all this time, I still. So don't you're know as old as Christ. That's so right. Brian, uh, huh. you lived on, and then you moved to Bradgate. Is that right? What? When you left the a little apartment that you lived. Was with, it called Bradgate? I don't even remember. You anymore, lived man. off. That's you lived off Bradgate. Bradgate. Well, that's how really? we all acknowledged it. I always remember that we lived across the street from the fucking. Well, don't forget, uh, he graveyard. moved from the one apartment to the other apartment. Yeah, we moved from one apartment to the other apartment, but that I was like that. maybe a year or two later, and that's because we wanted we had the kid by then. So uh, that's where we, that's he, where the graduation party was at. Yeah, and that place, that side, for some odd reason, that side of the apartment complex was a little bit better. 
Because that was close to the parking lot. It just it wasn't filled with many fucking drunken retards, I guess, until we got there. Um, and then, yeah, we right. moved to Bradgate. That's right, it was called Bradgate. It's fine. Um, Your <laughs> landlord had to kick the door in to get me out of the bathroom. Yeah, that was fun. God damn, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and, she, and, and she really did kick it in. Yeah. It was like full so on. So fucking hammered back then. I mean, God, I just had. Finally, my ex wife put her foot on. She's like, look, you can't have parties every fucking weekend. I'm like, why not? <laughs> Uh-huh. Every night, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eventually, well, because I didn't get them every night because my next door neighbor was a big dude. I was not about to fucking get fucking right. hands tangled up and mess with that guy. He'd have killed me. Okay, so but, you uh, moved to Bradgate and you had to move in with uh, your. Um, do you remember the move? We, were, we didn't have to move oh. in. We just moved in with my uh, brother-in-law. Now I wasn't there by then. That's when I started truck driving. Dude. Okay. No, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that, that wasn't true. I didn't start truck driving until afterwards. Um, we were doing it with my brother-in-law to help save on money, and if anybody knows my ex-wife, uh, they will know that when she decides to make up her mind, there is no saying no. So I uh, said, okay, honey, uh, whatever you want to do, I'm 100% behind you. You know, way behind you. Um, okay, yeah. well, whatever. So you didn't have to say anything. Her brother. Do you remember the move? Yeah. Do you remember the move? Or No, I don't remember anything right. about the move. You I just remember going in enough. there, and how, did you like living I with I just it? remember when we moved to the fucking, whatchamacallit to begin with, over there off Cam's Corner, Lori and I had that one U-Haul that didn't fucking work. Like, half the time, we were like, I was going to, like, Joe and Carl Tuesday, and I'm like, uh, I need help moving, because I can't drive fucking standard shift, because for some odd reason, that piece of shit, uh place out there where we used to rent our um, equipment from uh, only had standard ship fucking uh, trucks and um, you know so I'd have to have Carl Tuesday and drive look at you. and like, the, like dude the one the one that we fucking bar- we borrowed from U-Haul didn't even have second gear Carl's like I can't get this in- there's no second gear because I'm trying to put in second gear there is no second gear I'm like you're fucking kidding you're joking he's like no no I'm not joking fuck it which is a big goddamn nightmare Especially that China cabinet. It took like 20 dudes to move that fucking China cabinet that fit in no human doorway. But she had to have it so she could put her fucking bullshit trinkets in there. But that was another show. Anyway, so, uh, but the actual move there, I don't think took very long, man. Because her brother had like, probably borrowed a truck from her dad or something like that. And I was just kind of like, I got along with her brother pretty good. You know, I didn't know his fucking girlfriend for shit. But, uh, you know, I figured, you know, how bad can it be, right? We moved upstairs. Uh, All I know like, is, is that guy was, uh, Ed, 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 Eddie was his yeah. name? Nice guy. Super nice, nice guy. But every Major time I would, there. like, hang out, Brian would always be like, well, you don't want to see him mad, though. Because he gets mad, <laughs> and then it's, it's, and I'm like, I'm always he worried. Was... Like, I'm always worried, like, I'm going to go over there and something, and he's just going to, like, flip. But he never did. Did I tell he you was, that, really? Yeah, he was always I, the I nicest him, guy. I helped him move. I, I went over to wherever that dude was living with uh, the rock, the rockhead chick, that chick that was dumber. Than dumb. Does she listen yeah. to the show? Doubt it, but she's dumb. If you do, you're dumb. That girl was dumb. She gets money. She gets money from the government for being dumb. Oh she, yeah, I remember she, her. She, she made through, uh, she made cookies that one day. She was like, "Hey everybody, I made cookies." And everybody like put them in their mouths except for me. I was like, "You know what? I'm not eating it." And everybody put them in their mouths, and immediately everybody just started spitting them out. They were like, "Did you even mix it up?" It was like powder inside. And stuff. It was disgusting. We went over. Me and Oz went over to wherever he was. He was living in. In like the back room of somebody's house, and and remember, do you remember that Brian? Because you were like, dude, if you you want to help, yes, want to help my brother-in-law move because uh, he'll buy he'll buy you beer. And I was like, I don't want beer, but I can't talk about that because somebody will give you twenty years. But anyways, yeah, uh, jail. 
oh yeah, I wanted something else. And uh, and I and I ended up going over. I ended up going over. Me and Oz went over to his place, picked up a mattress that had like all kinds of hundreds of pee stains all over it and stuff. It was really nasty. I couldn't believe it was that fucked up. He was. I mean, I would never have invited you guys if I had known. I'm just like, it's gonna be over with. Laura's like. You, you, would have, you can invite you over, have, and I'm like, no. You would have still invited him. Like, you cared. Like, oh, Dude, I was I'm embarrassed. My you fucking, didn't care. Yeah, you know, because Joe and Carl Tuesday were like, dude, we're not helping you move again. Nothing. Okay? <laughs> Even I'm like, dude, I bought pizza beers. They're like, we don't care. You've got too much shit. You know? You've moved like 100 times, and now we're done. Everything, something always happens when you move, though. Yeah. All right. So, uh, meanwhile, all right. So I was living with Cease. We lived there about wow. a year. Back at the crypt. We, we lived. We lived a little. It was actually about a year and a half because my dad like took care of the summer, and then Cease and I took on the lease for a year. <laughs> and we we were there for a year. Then um, I'm not going to go into the whole reasons why like we split up, but you know, um, Cease basically had to go back yeah, home for, for a little while. And um, though you weren't there very long, you moved out with uh, yeah. Vince and uh, or Wait Mick or what? I don't know exactly what the situation was. What Anderson? What? No, I was just I was just commenting oh. on the oh, and the, the beard the beard sea split. You went home just, just and then you moved out with who? Vince or by yourself or what was the story there? But me, I, I moved by myself and Mick. No, Vince moved in. I don't know why I volunteered people to move in. <laughs> it's so the worst. He, I had him for like four months. He was all right, we, you know, for a while. And then I, I'd go into my room and I'd, I had this big thing of change, you know, and it'd be slowly disappearing, you know. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm not using that shit. And once I went in there, I'm like, and he, he would always be home before I got there. And he's like, I'm like, dude, you got you no know, fucking job, do you? No. I'm like, get out. <laughs> that was the last of Simon's. <laughs> like, you have to steal my fucking money too, fucker. And then you live with Mick, right? Oh God, Mick was all, he was all right. He just got in a divorce, and uh, it was pretty bad. He was a, in a bad way, and he he started bringing all these like young his like sisters friends over and starts smoking like massive everything you can think of. I mean, the place looked like a fucking head shop. <laughs> they had bongs everywhere. I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> I'm like, then uh, at that time, I just before I left there, I, I met uh, my future wife at that moment and i decided to move from there okay so i was i moved to fairview by myself and i lived in the smallest little apartment <laughs> nope it's not it, it's not as small as don's and don's no right no no <laughs> but at the time it was really it was you're, small so as, you're right dude you're right you're so small i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead it was as small as anybody's that we had known at the time and yeah, um, no, yeah. it was it was little and um <laughs> uh it was an all right place. Um, we, people would Sounds come over. Gorgeous. We would party. Uh, you know, Anderson had then come back. Now, let me tell you something about Don. He, okay. It, 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 Anderson will probably, you know, be able to tell you more about this. But before he had left from Oklahoma, he had spent a while drinking and partying because he would play in his band at Flash Gordon's. And I would say you were a little overweight at the time. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, and, I, was, I was over 200. Right, which is crazy if you, if you know Don Anderson. Two hundred. Yeah, he was. Oh, dude, yeah. there's, I haven't there's, weighed two hundred pounds since kindergarten, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm one eighty. There's pictures now. So they go That's out. Felt. They go out to um, Oklahoma, and how long were you out in Oklahoma for? Three months. Okay, three three months comes back. Three months. He was in Oklahoma. Listen, what for? What must not have eaten while he was out there. 
came yeah, back. Volcano looked, sucked it out of his ass. Looked, <laughs> looked seriously skeletal when he showed up at my door with Kevin Robb. Neither of yeah. them looked healthy uh, at all. Uh, <laughs> food. Food. You're back from the dead. It must have been like some corn or something. I don't know what you guys were eating out there, but it must not have been much. Peanut butter jelly and pasta. It was all together once. Sure, sometimes. So, yeah. So anyway, I'm telling you, I'm going to do my own show and I'm going to do Oklahoma. That's going to be one episode right there. All right, go ahead. So, Anderson used to come over at night. And right. uh, he would be, like, fucking playing, like, rollerblade hockey and shit with his buddies until, like, 11 or something. And then he would show up, and we'd go to Walgreens and get free food from his friends. And um, we would, uh, whatever. Place was right. a, place was a place was a cool party place. Um, place and then, like, um, I had a girl move in who I should not have had move in. I wasn't dating her. And everybody knew her. And, uh, oh, yes. Some better so than others. <laughs> right. And, and then the mole but everybody that kind of knew hall. that came over the house, they got to know her. And it got all it got all uncomfortable when she was there because, like, God damn it. It was, it was, it was, it was, get out of my bed, damn it. I don't. Dude, it was uncomfortable for me as a visitor. I don't even know how. how, oh how my god! It was. It must have been a million fold. Oh, house was the, that was the nicest apartment you ever lived in, though. No, she was not. She was cool. She's just like a whirlwind. Like she's just like a lot to take. Like we're just ah, laid back. No pun intended. We're just like laid back people. You know, we're just like Anderson would come over. We'd be like, you know, we could just chill out and play video games and just talk and stuff. But if she came in the room, it was just like. You know, Tasmanian devil or something. It was just what like are you a- doing? Why are you doing this? Why don't you go like this? You know what you guys should do? You should guys should do this. And then you should put this on. But why don't you put these on? Yo, those are dude dumb shoes. Are we all going There's to like slam stuff. jams? Slam jams? Are we going to slam jams? Yeah. I heard that one a million times. Right. And I'm like, no. It, it was just, it wasn't right. So um, I eventually would just told her, I was like, look, I'm going to move back in with my dad. Because money was tight because my car was a piece of shit. And I'd only been there a year. And I was like, We're, I'm gonna, you're going to have to leave. And so... She, we had a fight, and before she left, she, like, took all her furniture, because that's all we had there, and she gave it to the mole who lived across the hall. <laughs> so I had no furniture in my apartment. It was just carpets and stuff. But luckily, uh, Don Anderson's mom gave me a chair, and awesome chair. Uh, <laughs> Brian Osborne and worked at uh, Goodwill and, and found a couch or something for us. So um, basically got some Goodwill furniture and Don Anderson's mom's chair. Right. And uh, I have a picture of Don sleeping in that chair. And um, there's, a, there's a video of me sleeping underneath that picture of me sleeping in the chair <laughs> of me sleeping in the chair. Does that make sense? That's right. Yeah, there is. Right. Okay. I didn't miss, I missed that one. So just before I moved back in with my dad, uh, Dan James called me oh. on the phone and he was like, <laughs> Here we go. He's got a, his family has there's- a farm. People have to understand something, first of all. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. This is important. Dan James, everybody in their group has that one person that when you say their name, everybody goes, ah, shit. That guy. That's Dan James. So whoever that guy is in your group, that's your Dan James. Go ahead. Yeah, so, (laughs) right. And, yeah, actually, we have more than one friend like that. Well, you have a lot of those. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) But right, Dan is a nice guy, but he gets like crazy. 
at times. Right. It's a great way to explain it. Like when he's being normal, he's fine, but then he just like tilts, and then you, you got to look out. Keep the beer on him. That's all. And basically, I don't really, I never really minded it because I didn't really hang out with him in the places that he went to that this would happen. So I didn't really care. And anyway, he had a his family had a huge farm in North Ridgeville, and it was just it's just massive. Right. And he was like, well, listen, my grandfather died. And they need somebody to take care of it. And you can move in. The rent's only 100 bucks, And uh, all we got to do is mow it once a week. So I was like, well, all right. You know, I can afford $100. You know, why not? And so um, I should have known better. I should have just moved back in with my dad. So we moved out there, which was, which was actually difficult because he had bought a brand new truck. And he didn't want to, like, scuff it up or anything. <laughs> so, like... He was all being super anal about putting anything into his truck, but eventually we got his truck to go, and I think Anderson helped move some stuff. But Anderson's truck wasn't doing so well, so you couldn't put too much in it or something. I remember that, too. So I move out there, and and there's no air conditioning in the farm, which I never thought about at first, but... Well, you did later. Fuck, was it hot. And um, uh, what I didn't also understand is Dan can't hold a job. He's worse. Than, <laughs> yeah. Among many other things, he's worse. Uh, he's worse than Larry. I mean, he really is. Larry, Larry, <laughs> you're like a great employee compared to Dan James. Dan James gets mad that he has to work for anyone. He's like, he will bust ass around the house though. Did you, did you take out the garbage? Fuck you, man! You know, I quit. He will clean the whole house. He'll mow the lawn. He'll wash his truck. He gets up early. He'll fuck. You know, if it's his, he'll do whatever. But the minute somebody's like, you know, well, you got to come in tomorrow. Fuck you, man. No, you know, and it's like <laughs> the guy never had any money at all. So they disconnected our telephone, and uh, you know, he didn't pay for the the propane heat, uh, the, the water softener, salt, nothing, right? So at one point, the phone company had reconnected our phone by accident. They had turned on a little girl's <sighs> phone on the street somewhere. <laughs> and they had given her like her own line and they had accidentally crossed her circuit with our phone. So <laughs> that was the best. So you could pick up the phone and you could call somebody, but once in a while she'd pick up the phone, she'd be like, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be that like, happened once. <laughs> we'd be like, oh shit, we'd hang up the phone and stuff. But then Dan started calling one nine hundred numbers on that phone. And so the phone company came out and, and like, get, were pissed. And they, like, came over to the house and were lecturing me about it. Like, I came to the door, and they were in the back door, and he's like, he's like, well, we disconnected that phone. Like, giving me this look and stuff. Like, I'm going to sit there and say something like, you know, I don't know what he expected me to say. But I was just like, okay. Play the fucking backpack bomb and go, fuck you! It was, yeah, it was just crazy. So, like, I would, like... Start, start taking the rent and paying like bills with it, but then like he didn't. Dan didn't want to tell it. Like he had a brand new truck and he wasn't making car payments on it or something. So he told me that I had to pay rent. You know, even though I was trying to pay for like heat. So um, I ended up having to give him the money so he could make his truck payment, which he never did. I think he lost that truck eventually. And um, after a year of that shit, uh, I was like, all right, I'm moving. So I moved to Lakewood, and. Um, at this point, Brian, you left Bradgate, right? And had I, I was on the road by that point, dude. So my my wife moved back to North Olmsted because she was like, "Where are we going to live?" Because we were we were having problems with our landlord. Because our landlord 
fucking got divorced and his wife got the house and she's like, Well you guys gotta pay us pay me a whatchamacallit, you gotta pay me the uh um deposit. And we're like, Well get it from your ex husband. She goes, No, it doesn't work that way. And as it turned out, she had to take uh Ed, my ex wife's um brother, to court to get that money. We never had to pay it, he did. So which was really weird. Um and the house was a fucking wreck by that point and I was tired of coming home there anyway. It's like where are we gonna move? Like, why just move to some apartments in fucking Earth homes? So there's like a thousand of them, and it isn't that, you know, at the time it wasn't that ex- really expensive to live there. Um, and so that's where we ended up. I just came back from being on the road, and there we were living. Right. Okay. So, Anderson, at some point your parents told you to get out, right? What basically, happened? basically, they said they were moving. They said, hey, we're moving. And I said, great, where are we moving to? And they said, no, we're moving. <laughs> and, by the, and by the way, get out of the house. So, yeah. I moved. And you moved where? Olmstead Falls, Oakwood Estates. And I moved there with my brother, Bobby. And that lasted a year. Because he found, within that year, he hooked up with this chick and then got married. They got married. He was like, can she move in here? I was like, no. (laughs) I love her to death. She's like the greatest chick in the world. And, you know, Bobby, Bobby's a great guy. If you don't know Bobby, you're missing out. But for those who have met Bobby, they know that dude will do anything to make sure you're happy. So, yeah. yeah. So If we had a radio show and Bobby was on it, the, the show would be five hours long. And, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it and nobody would talk. <laughs> Except Bobby. Right. Uh, all right. We got to speed it up, um, right. unfortunately, because so we got a sports show. We got a guest tonight. So Watch this. You ready? So I moved to Olmsted Falls, lived in Oakwood Estates. Bobby was there for a year. He moved out. I lived there with Clint for two years. He moved out. I then went out to move to Maple Heights, where I lived in an apartment there for four year, or for one year. Moved from there, lived with Oz for about three months, then found out we had to move out of there. Then moved in with Bobby and Amy, which is ironic because I wouldn't let her move into the apartment for, for the last three months. Bam! But they let me live there for three years. Ha ha ha! And then uh, that's when I met Julie, and we all know what happened from there. So go out. Okay, I'm done. Don't you? I want to hear this. What about when you live with Brian Osborne in that house, and they like came in and basically told you guys you had to leave? I no, he those. came. He came up to me and was like, "You got se- we got seven days to come up with fifteen grand." And I was like, "Excuse what? me." He's he's like, "We could buy the house for fifteen grand in seven days." I was like, "Dude, if you gave me like a month, maybe I could work something out with some people." I'm like, seven days." I'm like, "Nah, that's cool. I'm out." So I ended up. I ended up, actually my parents were on vacation for a month, so I moved into their place for a month. They didn't even know it. Think about how had, great your life would have been if you would have just bought that house with us. <laughs> right, that was dude, that was crazy. That was I'll just do my own show, man. All right. <laughs> I have to. All right. Uh so Larry, you want to summarize uh Yeah. Um when last we saw our hero, I was living in Parma with uh Vicky. Uh we got married, bought a house in Maple Heights, uh we got separated, I got an apartment in North Royalton for about a year. Then we decided to get back together, so I went back to Maple Heights and we decided to split up again. Uh, I bought her out of the house because I'm a retard and a nice guy, so I took out a second on the house, which of course completely bankrupted me. Snuck out of the house in the middle of the night so they wouldn't foreclose on me. Um, (laughs) And uh, basically fled to my uh, parents' basement in Medina. Where he's been ever since. Where I've been ever since. Brian, uh, you want to summarize? 
And while we're here, I'm going to be hitting you guys up to move me well, uh, in the next few months. At one time, I was living That's in a fine, place man. called Lakewood, Ohio, which was sort of like Xanadu for no. me. <laughs> because it was full of cool bars and people I know and everything. And it was on the west side, and our weather was better. And even though the house was sort of shitty in a way, and uh, it was just, it was, you know, something I could live with. Yeah. It wasn't hey, bad. So, dude, you're totally skipping over living in Kevin's closet. We were covered that. that <laughs> well, that was in Lakewood. Yeah. It was in Lakewood. Even then, that wasn't so bad, dude. You know, Kevin was easy to get along with. Um, but uh, it just, you know, and then we moved out here to East Lake because we got a condo. We're not, um, the condo's nice. Don't get me wrong. And it's right across the street from uh, the school where my daughter goes, which is convenient. And her mom lives just down the road. So I think what you're really missing off, is, is you're missing the, the living with Bill Bailey. I was just going to say yeah, that. That's the important oh. one. Oh, we, we have to cover that, huh? Um, you just had to. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, <laughs> I was freshly divorced, and um, I everybody's was lived with Bill Bailey. Yeah, everybody we know has lived with Bill I mean, Bailey, and not one person we know has been <laughs> able to make it for over a year. Bill's a good guy. I just I couldn't live with him, and uh, maintain my relationship with my girlfriend at the same time because um, she didn't like him and uh, or her girlfriend. <laughs> uh, I don't think they liked her all that much. And so we, at first it was pretty cool. Bill and I would go out and hang out and do stuff together. And, um, fun, crazy kind of guy to hang out with, but when it came to like to having the women in the house, it ceased to become fun. <laughs> there were always those uncomfortable hangout sessions at the house where everyone's having a good time till most likely Bill says something, and then you know Jody just sits there staring at him. You're all like, "So, yeah. catch you guys later. We're gonna leave now." Yeah, it was it was never pleasant. And then finally, uh, we found that we got to, we we moved to in Lakewood, and I'm like, "Well, I got to tell Bill." And I think I asked, I told Kyle, like, should I tell Bill? He's like, dude, don't tell him. Just move. Okay, just leave him the money and the notes saying, sorry, I had to move. Because it'll be a month of agony, and he'll just keep bitching about it, and you guys can get into a fight. He goes, they'll be mad, but they'll get over it. And that's how I did it. It worked. Um, so then we moved to Lakewood, and Lakewood was great. So, and, then and then from Lakewood, Lake. you moved to East Lake, and that's where you live now. Yeah, and it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice place to live as far as, like, nice places to live go, but outside... Dude, it's like number one, I don't know nothing around here, and I've tried. Okay, number two, the people here are all fucking douchebags. So, all right, cease. Can you summarize? Yes. <laughs> Do it. I left my own damn apartment, moved in with the woman, got married, and stayed miserable for thirteen the, years. That's the end of it. Thank see you. the pattern? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. There's a pattern here, people. <laughs> There's a theme to the show, folks. It's an underlying theme. Yeah, the way this all went was here are all these cool stories about how much fun we had. Then we got married, and then we wound up broken, miserable. Yep, I lived still there. I lived in Lakewood for uh, six years, about, and I got too much stuff, basically. And the hottest uh, apartment ever. And um, hottest apartment ever. It was uh, Lakewood's a place where it's cool to live in your twenties, but as you get older, it's probably not as cool. You got to park on the street. Car kept getting (laughs) fucking broken into and fucked up. And um, you know, yeah, it's questionable. It has its problems. Questionable Science neighbors points. and things like that. So um, it was time to go. So uh, got a place in where did I go? I went to um, Strongsville and um, lived there oh. for a while, a number of years, uh, five years or something, um, which was okay. Was... It, it was okay place to live, but it got kind of shady, and the landlord didn't really take care of the place very well. And, um, again, kind of outgrowing it kind of got to the point where I had so much stuff that like, I was running out of like, like those moments where you're walking around and you go, I only have like this one four foot area of carpet 
and everything else has got like a chair or a bookcase or something in it. And I'm just like, this sucks. I got to get a bigger place. Every time I went over there, I didn't know where to sit down. You'd always be like, sit down. I'd be like, I don't know where. Yeah, it, where do I sit? it was just, just too much. There was just too much. So, um, <clears throat> I uh, then moved to this fucking crazy guy's house, um, where we lived on the second floor of his garage, and um, the guy was super loaded, and the place was pretty oh. pretty nice upstairs, but. Uh, it was just kind of like um, he was working on – he was like – when we first moved there, it was like this guy, this old man sitting there, and he was all like, you know, well, I work on my car sometimes in the garage. and It's only during the day. So we're thinking this old man's going to be down there, you know, bing, 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 or, or working on something with some sandpaper or something. But he had a full-time worker that he hired, and they would work on weekends, and they would, like, refinish cars and everything. And there, there was an air compressor on and buzz saws and shit. So um, – and we didn't have a garage. Because he had the garage because he was working on his cars. And he was, like, refinishing, rebuilding old cars because he just had so much money. He was just like, I just bought this car and I'm going to rebuild it. He bought, like, a new engine. He had guys come and work on it. They did all, redid all the fiberglass and shit. It was pretty cool if you were into cars, but it wasn't cool if you wanted to smell all that shit coming up from the fucking floor. So um, he Still basically, <laughs> he basically, I didn't want to move again because he just moved. And I was so fucking tired of moving because I had a lot of stuff. And you got to walk up all these fucking stairs. And Brian will tell you, because he almost died fucking helping me move into this place. <laughs> At least once Because nobody else fucking showed up except Brian. And um, That was fucking uh, ass. It was ass. And uh, we moved, you know, it was fucking, it, 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 it was fucking <laughs> harsh. And uh, so I didn't want to move again. But the guy who came in, he was like, well, my brother or my son that needs a place to stay. So you guys have to move out. You got 30 days. So we're like, fuck. So, um... We we found a Ryan we found a house in uh, North Royalton and uh, we vacated with all of these guys helping very quickly and it was actually uh, one of the easiest moves I've ever yeah that had. was it was pretty quick yeah, that, 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 I'm only saying that in relation to the last to the last one well that was know? yeah because you and I had to do it ourselves was nobody else died dude I was all like hey, I'm so good. I was so fucking and we had to go upstairs we had to go downstairs oh, then upstairs it was fucking horrible so that was it. All right, we got to wrap it up. We have a ten o'clock. I got to export the show. You guys can do a Don and Don, so that's going to be it. I wish the show was uh, longer, but uh, we got a guest on sports tonight, so I got to wrap this one up. Hopefully, this time it works out with the guest. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this and actually get to tell the stories about landlords chasing us and moving into houses that had no electricity and stuff next time. Yeah, we'll probably have a recap episode at some point where uh, we touch on things we may have forgotten. But I got a feeling that if we do that, we'll sit around and be like, I got nothing. I didn't give you any stories. All you wanted was a timeline. I got stuff about hiding from landlords. That's I got what I'm no saying, man. I got in stories. I got, I got. Yeah, but you know, not about they, moving. You guys got to so you fell through them. You guys got to tell me this stuff at the beginning. I mean, you got to tell me what you got so I can like get no, into I it. I think the sports, dude. Show. You got you got to assume it's coming. So, <laughs> what time you want me back for the sports show? Are you going to do Don and Don? Well, yeah, but I try to go outside and smoke a cigarette real quick. Uh, well, we're gonna, it's going to be quick. We're going to do 10 15. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I'll be back in a minute. All right. Later, uh, Peace. Anyway, thanks for listening. Peace. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Hey, not a problem. I'm actually still here. Was that it? Yeah, so I'm still here too. Angry.
Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.